have something to say, I'd like to hear it. I want a divorce. Are you asking me for a divorce? Divorce? I will divorce you so fast, it'll make your head spin. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. is Dallas Divorce Talk with Don Budner and Carla Calabrese. Don and Carla guide you deep inside the world of divorce through all the ins and outs, ups and downs, and any unexpected turns. Now, your hosts to have and to hear, Don Budner and Carla Calabrese. And hello, this is Don Budner. I'm here with Carla Calabrese. We are with the law firm Calabrese Huff, and we're here to talk to you today with On Air Live, and encourage you to go to onairlive.com to listen to this and other episodes for your learning and enjoyment. Today, our topic is Consider the Kids, and Carla, what would you like to say about that topic? Well, what I'd like to say is... Um, We definitely want you to um, buckle in here because we're going to tell you some not-so-fabulous news about uh, the um, consequences that divorce has on children, Um, but we have some hopefully, ultimately down the road, helpful helpful, um, suggestions on how you can minimize the, the, the damage because... There is a lot of damage to kids, we know, with divorce. And so Dawn has done some amazing research looking up um, really the statistical analysis on it and as well as um, the um, a lot of the studies done by f- very well-respected folks like Judith Wallerstein. And so she's going to tell, tell you a little bit about that to get started. Yes. And I don't think it will be a shock to you guys to hear that divorce is damaging to kids. Back in 1980, a psychologist by the name of Judith Wallerstein was at the helm of this 25-year study that followed children from divorce and intact families and went to analyze how the kids of divorce may have fared differently. And it created a huge, huge splash when her results came out and it was kind of a, you know, bad splash, not a good splash, (laughs) (laughs) in that essentially the finding was that in all areas of life that kids of divorce suffered, that they did less well than kids from intact families. Um, Even kids whose families were, you know, sort of filled with conflict seemed to do better than kids of divorce. And Carla and I and Kevin, we have to always bounce our ideas off Kevin because he's the wise one. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. I'm the the, the producer over here. I'm not even supposed to be involved. (laughs) We need you, Kevin. He's our, you know, objective ear. Exactly, because I'm totally impartial. (laughs) He is. Not having been married, he's not bitter and angry. (laughs) So we always have to go to him to get that, you know, sort of level touchstone. But... Carla and I talked about this, and we think we're going to trust you guys with the real deal as opposed to sugarcoating the facts. Right, right. Okay? And and the thinking is this. While it is perhaps depressing (laughs) in many respects, if you are considering a divorce and you have to to make your decision in spite of what what may be some harm to your child, um, it's our theory that... Not knowing is not the answer. So we want to, in this session today, really talk about why it is that kids suffer in divorce and in what ways specifically they suffer 
so that parents can be on the watch for that because every one of these things operates as a range, right? It can be from mild to severe. Right. And it can be a short-term impact versus long-term. Um, and I think that watchful, careful parents can ameliorate a lot of these very negative, harmful impacts. Right, right. You I know? think so, and, be, and because, frankly, a lot, I think, of the reason behind some of these um, troubling statistics is that is that the parents themselves are suffering and dealing with their own emotional fallout from the divorce. And right. so they're not there in the way that an intact parent might be who's not going through this crisis, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that provides a little additional burden for the parents who are going through divorce. But I, I do believe that most parents care very much about how their kids do and knowing some of these these issues are out there might lead parents to get some help or do right. some other things that are right, very positive. Right. So, so are you going to dig in on some yeah, of these? Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> oh. Okay. So essentially what uh, Ms. Wallerstein's study, and she had a book called um, The Unexpected Consequences of Divorce. And what she found, just to kind of put it in big picture, is that there are sort of five major tasks for individuals in society. And I have to put on my glasses now because <laughs> there are five. <laughs> and essentially what her study found is that divorce diminishes the, the child's future competence in all five of these areas. So they are within a family, a, their own future family. That's number one. Number two, academics. Number three, religion. Number four, the marketplace, job achievement there. And five is the government. And so to put a little more meat on those, the first one is really the biggest, and that is the child's um, you know, ability to interact with others is a very broad way to put it. That includes in the future the child's, you know, dating, the child's potential choice, whether to get married, to whom to marry, and that sort of thing. I think you, when we were talking earlier, we were talking about, um, you know, children from divorce um, are, you know, even though they may have the person a perseverance type personality, yes, that they tend because their worldview is you know based on that divorce, they tend to think about leaving more quickly. They tend to divorce more quickly. And you were telling me a great little anecdotal story I earlier was. this morning, which I thought was brilliantly you know um, resonant. Um, what am I saying? Um, well, it kind of made the point. And so what I was telling Carl Relevant. Thank you very much. Relevant. Objection, yes. Your Honor. Um, <laughs> I'm usually good at coming up with those. Sorry, relevant. guys. Relevant. That's what I was trying to say. Kevin, come on. <laughs> yeah, really? I'm dropping the ball today. I've only had this tiny cup of coffee today. That's See, my problem. See, that's why. I should have I gotten you a <laughs> you grande. You should have gotten a grande. Okay. So the story I was telling Carla was that when my husband and I were first together. And first and, of all, you are from a divorced family. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So my parents divorced when I was a sophomore in college. Yeah. And I had been advocating for it for a long time because it was a really messed up situation. Um, but then after it happened, I kind of felt guilty that I'd advocated for it. So <laughs> there you go. You know, there's no making kids happy. But what, you know, and I'll say that to this day, my parents 
cannot be in the same room. They're, you know, a prime example of what not to do in right, a co-parenting right. situation. But when my husband, on the other hand, had parents who were married 52 years. God bless them. They are both gone, uh, sad to say. But he was an adored child from an intact family. <laughs> and so early on in our relationship, and we were both very expressive, bossy people, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we'd have a disagreement, and I would be you know, up all night and just sick at my stomach, just ready to pack my bags and leave. It's over. <laughs> and then I started noticing that he was snoring, <laughs> not missing a second of sleep, and woke up super cheerful. Hey! <laughs> and I'd be going, what? Like, Isn't it over? It's over. <laughs> what, are you, what are you so chipper about? And, it, you know, it took me, I told Carla, a few years, actually, before I was like, Oh, okay. Which, you know, might not be as interesting, but for the fact that I do not give up on it. Like, people have to hit me about the head. I do not give up on anything ever. Right, right. That's the point. I mean, you know, you really had your worldview, you know, really impacted negatively, and you know, because of this divorce. Right. Because your personality is to hang on for dear life, and I know this being her law partner and, <laughs> and one of her BFFs, I hope. Exactly. Anyway, um, that she just is so tenacious. I mean, our tagline in our firm, you know, has to do with how tenacious we are as lawyers, um, and she is right there. But to think that she would even think that a little tiny, you know, argument would send her over the cliff is so... Uh, I just can't. It doesn't. Po- it, it doesn't, doesn't really add fit up with the rest of my. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I was things. telling her for myself, you know, having come from an intact family like your husband. I mean, my parents are still bless them alive and married, and they fought like cats and dogs. And sometimes the way they fought, I was like going to wring both their necks. Um, but I will say that you know, I would I would never want to walk out on a marriage. you'd have to be, it'd be, you know, I just wouldn't do it. I just kind of believe that, that you made that commitment and you work it through and you grow and you become better. And so it would never cross my mind ever. Right. So it's just different, right? Well, you know, it's funny too, now that you're saying that, I think once three years into my marriage, we had a child and I never thought about it again. Oh, you know, yeah, from that point, yeah. it was not an option that's for neat. me. Yeah. That's um, great. Yeah. So that's interesting. I hadn't yeah. kind of yeah. connected those dots there. Right, right. Um, But yeah, I think when the model that you had ended in a divorce, then it's just hanging out there for you. It's just more of a possibility for how things are going to go. And then meanwhile, you don't have in your mind the image of how it looks when they stay together. People stick it through, stick it out, right, yeah. And, you know, I think there's an unfair uh, bias against fighting, I think fighting, you know, don't fight ugly. You don't need to call names, right, you know, right, and right, all that right. stuff. That's not a good idea. But disagreeing, um, even having a tantrum now and then, <laughs> I am not against it. I'm not. I mean, and honestly, my husband cannot go for 13 seconds if there is something that he has to say without saying it. I mean, he just, he cannot. He's not one of those brooding guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've just watched him over the years, and it's so brilliant. Because he doesn't carry around the extra burden of that, of shove it down, shove it down. And I'm a fan, so I've just hopped right on that. And so speaking of when you were looking at your research and whatnot, you were were telling me some um, information that you learned about the cortisol. Yes. Talk talk about that. Oh, yeah, that's that's so so interesting. So So interesting. And I have to give shout out to our, 
law clerks, Ashley and Brooke, um, yeah. who helped me Woo, do some of this follow-up research. Yay, yeah. awesome. Awesome. But they found this uh, abstract from a study. And what, what they did was they measured the saliva of you know kids from younger to older and from intact homes and divorced homes. And basically, they had each of them remember and speak about something stressful, a stressful interaction between their parents, whether or not their parents were divorced or together. And what they also were asking them about was, how well do your parents communicate? And, you know, it was so interesting because with all those different factors floating around, age, parents being together and not and all that, the thing that was pivotal is whether or not their parents were good communicators. So if they were, if they their parents were able to express themselves and all that, and the world didn't end, then, you know, it was kind of a flat line there. But for the kids who described their parents as being very poor at communicating, their cortisol shot up when they had to go right. back and think about that. Now, what does that mean? That means you've got an increase in that stress, stress hormone. Yeah, for sure. And over time, we know that ages us and even can cause early death. Right. So, you know, going back to, very nice, Carla, to help me segue back Welcome. to number one. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to that, you know, the general impact on kids of divorce, um, you know, it's horrible to think about, but... It can, it definitely increases their stress along with yours, and it affects longevity, physical health, emotional health, no question about it, uh, psychiatric health, and suicide risk. Yeah. These are statistically significant increases in issues there for kids of divorce. And I'm getting that wave from Kevin that we're going to have to hang up in just a second. So let me just finish that one by saying that it also impacts uh, the kids' social competence, okay? Mm -hmm. Their interactions with their peers, their acceptance by peers. So that whole package of this developing kid. And it increases, um, I think you said. Rejection by peers. You said even losing their virginity early. Yes, kids are more likely to have sex, abuse drugs, you name it. You name it. yeah. If it's bad, you know, there's an increased risk of it right, right. for kids of divorce. Yeah. And we are going to take a short break and be back and continue going through this depressing but important <laughs> information on Dallas Divorce Talk. Consider the kids. Don't split. More of Dallas Divorce Talk coming up next. Divorce Talk. Today we are talking about children, consider the kids, and the impact on kids from divorce. And we have talked a bit about the impact on the child from the divorce. And I think the big picture there is to just be very aware that at its core, the child's relationship with the parents is the child's world. And in some ways, 
that is weakened. It is weakened. Yeah. And that is what was found in the study. So even if you're very close to your child, it's the trust and, you know, the, the basis for the bond with the parents is, is weakened. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing, too, is, you know, you get, we hear a lot, you know, we do a lot of collaborative divorce in our office, and we do a lot of litigation, too. But, you know, as collaborators, we really believe that that is the better way to go. And and, and we do, for sure. But I think the, um, the point here that was interesting to me when you were, you and I were talking about this to prepare for our um, talk today, was that it, it was like, you cannot deny that the impact is there and it is negative. And so when, you know, if there are negative consequences, harmful consequences. And so when what we, what we hear a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in our practice is when you ask people, how are the kids? Oh, the kids are great. The kids are fine. Oh, they're fine. They're just rolling with this. This is, they're going to just do fine. All I mean, the time. I mean, that's what everybody I mean, says. Everybody is saying this almost, I would say 85% of our clients, my clients for the last 25 years have said that. And then I read a statistic, I read a, uh, you know, a study like that. And I'm like, hell to the no, they're not fine. Mm-hmm. And if you think they're fine, and then you're not really looking or you're not really um, trying to, 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 to really understand that this... This is a fundamental, you know, there's things that we talk about on our show, childhood trauma, right? Right. We talk about that a lot. We talk about family of origin a lot. I mean, we're, we love that stuff because it's, it's just really fascinating. And d- divorce... Well, and it explains everything. Well, for sure, for sure. But I think what people, when they think about divorcing and they want to get divorced, the last thing they want to hear is that they are inflicting a childhood trauma on their children. Right. But unfortunately, you are. That you is, are. And it, it is, doesn't help to right, pretend to that you're not. Or put, bury your head in the sand. That's you know, it's true. That doesn't help at all. So that point I'm making is that um, it's, and I think, Don, you made a great point earlier when you said, you know, we don't know how to, we can't fix something if we don't know it's broken. Right. And so if we walk around acting like our kids have had zero impact, and I'm not saying this is everybody, because lots of people are in touch, in touch with themselves, in touch with their children, and they, they get it. But there's just a large, large segment of our, our divorce community that I think, um, and well-intended and good people, it's almost like, how can you go there? You know, if you thought right. there was going to be this, I mean, you know, we're going to, t- to finish up here and tell you all these other, you know, impacts on s- not just the kids, but on society. You right. Know? How, how, how could you ever, you know, go down that divorce road? And sometimes you don't have a choice. You just don't have a choice, right? I mean, as much as we believe in staying together, even though we're divorce lawyers, we believe in if you're going to separate, you need to do it as healthily as possible. Because you are still a family. I mean, in collaborative, we call it a restructured family because you are still a family. Right. So I think, you know, for me, um, I really have to understand things. I can't stand it when I don't understand them. And for me, if you're a parent and you've got children and you are you know, either considering divorce, have divorced, the best thing you can do is fully understand what we're talking about here today, because that's the only way you can possibly identify some things that you can do to reduce the damage. Right, exactly. you know, so just to, because I swear these things, I keep thinking we're never going to have enough to fill this up, and then we're almost (laughs) done already, but... We'll just do another session. We will, but I I really want to spit this out because I want folks who come and want this information to have it. So, 
in addition to kind of the impact on the child's ability to trust and interact socially, some of those things that can be weakened. Um, very interesting, Carla and I were talking about, you. there's a reduction in the religious practice yeah. of kids of divorce compared to intact families. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. A reduction, meaning that they leave their faith. They are less likely to, to stick, practice. stick with it. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think that it's just sort of this concept of losing faith. You know, all of a sudden, the, the you know, they're ideals of uh, you know about what the world was going to look like are shattered right mm-hmm. and so institution just, of marriage yeah and the whole nine institutional yards institutional yeah. religion and institutional religion exactly and that's what the study says it basically right. says that children tend to walk uh, of divorce tend to walk away from their faith. and leave home earlier by the way um, um, <laughs> but you, you know may- and also in those other areas that we talked about in terms of uh of Okay, dang it, you guys. I was trying to look at my notes without my glasses on. I have <laughs> Your readers. It's so sad. Um, <laughs> at least you have good looking ones. So with education, we have reduced learning capacity and achievement. You can imagine, you know, we hear about kids from impoverished communities that are not able to function in school because they're hungry. Well, right. if you're stressed and worrying about your home life, that's going to impact yep. and reduce your ability to learn. Um, there is reduction in household income, not surprising, right? When right. we have two, two homes instead of one. Uh, but it continues to affect the children of divorce as well and probably fall out from that re- reduction in achievement and learning capacity. Um, now, scary ones, uh, increased crime, drug abuse. Addiction. Um, addiction, need for government services. Um, and, you know, like we're saying, basically everything you don't want to happen. Um, and some of this is really at the feet of the parent who is suffering because that parent is unable to provide the kind of support that a parent who's not suffering is providing. So even just warmth and encouragement, checking your homework, those things. Um, so while we're telling you that that is your fault and you feel horrible <laughs> about it, on the other hand, those are things that you can address and change. Right, and, fix. and that can make a huge difference right, for your kid if right. they're still feeling that support. Um, and kids do overall, you know, studies show kids resent divorce. They resent the disruption in their lives and their daily routines and the, you know, special traditions, all of it. They resent it as they get older when, you know, at their wedding, the parents are at two sides of the room. Okay, sorry, I got into me again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they yeah, resent it. Right. And so instead of feeling guilty or putting your head in the sand, that's what we kind of want to call this. Um <laughs> You know, just know that it's there. It exists. Know that it's there. And And what can you do? What can you do? And you were talking about communication. That was, I mean, back to kind of the crux of what I think you said. The very global um, research, the the research indicated a very global response to this was being is basically if you communicate well, right? You're going to you're going to lessen the. the, con- the severity of the consequences, for sure. I think that's what you were yes. telling me. Yes, and yeah. we, we do have a lot of ideas for for things that can be done both by the individual parent, by the courts, by, you know, providers, mental health providers who are supposed to be there and, you know, as resources for folks, right. some ideas that maybe aren't being done as well as they could be. Right. Um, and there is hope. Understanding leads to hope and change. Right. You know, exactly. that makes sense. Right. So right. Carla and I are on a mission. <laughs> and in addition to having working mothers mm-hmm. understand how to access their bank account from the computer, <laughs> we are on a mission to help parents 
and especially divorced co-parents learn how to communicate in ways that are going to help shore up your kid in a tough situation. Yep. True. Yep, that's it, for sure. That's one of many. I think I talked this whole entire time. Well, Carla, same entire. I did. No, I said plenty. I said a lot, considering you really researched it all. <laughs> and I am a child of divorce. So if you feel sorry for me and want to send me an email, that would be dawn at calabrisehuff.com. If you want to send Carla an email congratulating her parents on their 50, how many years of marriage? Uh, 50... Um, Seven. Oh my and in, gosh! And in that's fact, a lot. and in fact, they, the last wedding they went to, they, you know how they, I don't know, they do this at your weddings, but they have where people. She means Jewish. Yeah, I guess I do. Where people dance on the floor and then they start like, you know, how many years married are you? You know, th- oh, this many, cute. that many, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, twenty five years. So the very last wedding they went to, they were the one couple standing. The, the they were there the longest, and at the end, they cheered and cheered and cheered and cheered. And then I don't know who if they had an MC, if they had you know a Kevin there, I don't know. But got went over to my dad and said, "Okay, you tell us what is the secret." What's the secret? You know what he said? This what? is one thing he said. He said, I did not want my grandchildren to have to literally go to for holidays and things to, you know, grandma in one place and papa in another. And that just would always be something that would be at my forefront, that this would not be fair to my grandchildren. Isn't that weird? Wow. That's what he said. And my mom kind of looked at him sideways like, what? Really? I thought it was because <laughs> you think I'm because super think cute I'm so and adorable. Awesome. Um, which she is super cute and adorable. But um, That could not tie in more perfectly with what you guys are talking about today. Yeah. It's almost like a made-up story. So. No, no, no. It's the truth. That's what he <laughs> consider said. Consider the kids. And, um, yeah, consider the kids. Consider, the, consider the, kids. the kids. And with that, Dallas Divorce Talk will say goodbye ever so briefly. <laughs> and we will come back, we promise, with some ideas for actions that you can take uh, if you are in the situation to help out your kid.